Hi, hi. Happy Thursday to you all. Welcome to um, Fireside Chat. I am so excited to be with you all today. Um, this is uh, the month of love, Black History Month. Um, so we have a lot to celebrate in the month of February. So I just want to, um, so today we're going to be talking about self-care and loving yourself through self-care. So the month of February, all February, um, our conversations are going to be around uh, love, love, because this is a month of love. And so, you know, it's very hard for you. This is my belief is that it's hard for us as women to um, be at our fullest potential if we're not taking care of ourselves. And so what does that mean? Like we definitely know that we can multitask. We've got it in us to do, um, to pour out to others, to, to encourage, to work, to go to school, to, you know, raise kids, to uh, be every woman, you know? Um, but I don't believe that we are our best unless we take some time to love on ourselves. And what do I mean by that? So um, I think for a long time, we have limited self-care to just like a manicure, pedicure, or um, getting a haircut or doing something like that. But I learned... Um, so I teach this master class. It's called Visualize Your Success. And within the master class, um, I really I ask a question. And one of those question it questions, excuse me, is what did you learn about yourself last year? So I believe that in order to have a good year, um, starting off when you're making goals, like you, you kind of have to do some assessment. And when I was preparing for the class, um, I went through the exercises myself and I really learned that I learned some things about myself last year. And one of the things that I've learned is that it is really important for me to have my mental and emotional well-being intact, because with the stress of 2020 and um, at home, not being able to go anywhere, um, you know, kids at home, everything that's happening around us, you know, family and loved ones, um, the isolation, I really needed, uh, I really realized how much my uh, mental and emotional well-being was like imperative. If I'm not well, then it's very hard for me to take care of myself and to take care of my responsibilities, to take care of my children, my husband, and so for me, that was a really important lesson. And so I told my husband for um, Mother's Day, which is in May, you know, obviously nobody was really doing normal Mother's Day stuff. But I said to him, I said, you know what? I don't want any presents. I don't want like the only gift that I want is solitude. I want to be by myself. Like I need a moment to recharge. And so that was really the beginning of me um, working on being intentional about my self-care. And so for Mother's Day of uh, 2020, which is last year, I spent three days in a hotel um, doing a staycation. I wasn't traveling, but I was doing a staycation and I didn't really come out for anything. It was just me and the Lord and um, television. <laughs> And candles. And it was my time of reflection and recharging. And so it was really the time and the space that I needed um, to just really kind of quiet my spirit and um, be still. And that gave me enough energy to keep going until I had another opportunity to take a break. And so um, sometimes it is imperative that we take care of ourselves. And so um, being intentional about doing that, uh, another self-care thing is your commitments. And so last season, you know, um, I started off, I committed to some things. I started off going, you know, in a direction, but then there was a time where there was a pivot. And I realized that some of the things that I was doing was not aligning um, necessarily with the goals and the things that um, God has called me to do. 
do. And so guess what? I pulled the plug. I had to stop. I had to stop. And even though it was great things, you know, it was it was some good things. And definitely um, there was some benefit for me, but um, I couldn't commit to it any longer. You know, I, my spirit wasn't at ease. And so self-care looks like taking a step back. Self-care looks like saying no. Self-care um, looks a lot of different ways other than us just, you know, getting our pretty on, which, you know, I am like totally a fan of that. Um, but in this season, we want to make sure that we are in the right place because we want to be all that we can be. We want to be all that God has created us to be. We want to go the extra mile, but we got to take the time. And so today my guest is Yolanda Radford Satin, Sartin, excuse me. And um, we're going to be talking about self-care. And um, I talked a little bit about, um, my my self care what I what I learned about myself um, and that also includes like me working out me trying to eat better it includes all of those things but there's a there's a mental and an emotional side as well as a physical side and sometimes we get those two mixed up but Yolanda's gonna talk to us today about both and um, what she has done she's also gonna share with us you know the impact that um, not having self care uh, as a registered nurse what that looked like for her, um, the downward spiral she was on. So I'm looking forward to having a great conversation with her. Yolanda, welcome you, Yolanda. I'd like to welcome Yolanda. Are you there, Yolanda? Hey. Hi, how are you? <laughs> it is so good to see you. So good to see you. Thank, Thank you for you. joining me today as we talk about self-care and the fact that that equals love. Self-care equals self-love. And so we're going to get into that discussion um, in depth. But I always like to start off doing something fun. So we're going to go through a little bit of tri trivia uh, to know you a little bit better. Is that okay? Oh no. <laughs> you and your questions, Joanna. <laughs> yes. Well, I think it's gonna be fantastic. And oh my gosh, I am already getting a um a message from my computer. I thought I had in that the battery is low. So what I want you to do is before we get into the trivia, um I am going to um I want you on the full screen and I want you to introduce yourself tell us a little bit about yourself um, what you do and um, and then we'll go from there okay so hey everybody I am Yolanda Radford Sarton and I am uh, a nursing instructor professionally I teach at one of the community colleges here in Milwaukee Wisconsin MATC and I've been um, a nurse for 22 years this year, nursing in my second career. And um, I work with fourth semester students, so they'll be graduating in May. So that's a blessing to kind of pour into them. I'm also one of the associate pastors of World Outreach Center here in Milwaukee under the amazing leadership of not only then Pastor Skip and Melba Henderson, and I serve as a I'm kind of one of the behind-the-scenes pastors and 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 uh, working with Love and Action team and just you know connecting with reaching the people and whatnot. Um, let's see. I am also a writer and speaker of inspirational and motivational poetry. That's my God-given gift. I'm anointed to write, and I am a warrior. So I love to pray. Prayer changes things. Prayer is part of my life, and. Um, what else can I tell you? I'm the wife of an amazing husband. His name is Deion Sarton. We don't have any kids, but we have a lot of nieces and nephews who we parent. So I love my all my babies from youngest to the oldest and my godbrother Ryan. And I love spending time with my mom, who is 85 and graciously beautiful. I love my mama. And what else can I tell you, Miss Johanna? 
Well, I, I think that's good. We'll learn a little bit more about you as we go through some of these. Okay, okay. are you ready? Yeah. So I'm just going to ask you a couple questions, getting to know you questions. Okay. Uh, so if, <laughs> here's a question. If there, uh, um, what is one thing that always makes you? My husband. <laughs> He has a great sense of humor. Your husband. And what about <laughs> He has a great sense of humor and uh some of the things he says just cracks me up and uh he the thought of him just makes me smile. <laughs> oh, that's good. Um how about what's your favorite childhood memory? Um I love playing with dolls. And my mom reminds me all the time when she would see me sitting in the middle of the floor and I'll be combing a doll's hair for hours and hours. I would, I just love dolls and, 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 and just, you remember the dolls was just the head and all the hair kind of like this back in the day, <laughs> blonde doll and, yeah. I would braid the hair and, and put it in ponytails. And so I think playing with dolls is, is one of my precious childhood memories. Oh, that's nice. And so are you um are you an only child or siblings? I have three siblings. I have an older sister in Houston, and she has three amazing kids. I have two brothers and then me. I am number three of the four. Okay, okay, cool. So Yolanda, um yes. where is the strangest place you ever fell asleep? <laughs> well, some of you may not know, but I was in the military and I remember um, walking or being awoken in my sleepwalk in the woods because we have to stay up so many hours and I was so fatigued and tired that I remember someone like shaking me, but I was standing. So I was sleeping in the woods and I didn't, I didn't realize this. That was the strangest place. <laughs> So, oh my God. wait, so you were sleepwalking in the woods? Yeah, you know, we were, it was a group of us. It was like a platoon of us. And everybody had a little, little places to sleep wherever we were. It was so many years ago, but I'll never forget that I was sleepwalking. I was so fatigued and tired. So sleep is important, you guys. We're going to talk about that. But uh, yeah, I was in the woods. And I remember when somebody walked me back to wherever, wherever I was laying down, because we weren't really like under a tent. We were just like resting for a little bit. And But some people have to be up while people are sleeping. And I think I was supposed to be up, but I fell asleep, but I was walking around sleep. So, literally. Oh my gosh. So, yeah. it makes me remember of a time where I actually, I was told that I was sleep standing up. I feel like it's still debatable, right? Because I don't remember it. And maybe that's the evidence <laughs> because I don't remember it. I used to work third shift. When I, yeah. I know, right? So I used to work third shift. Um, one of my, you know, college jobs when I was home from college, I worked third shift. And what did I do that for? I mean, oh my gosh, that was totally, my sleep was totally messed up. And so I used to work for M&I Bank um, right off of Brown Deer Road. They had a corporate office location over there. And uh, I was thinking, so the, the boss like telling me to do something and he said he was talking to me for like two or three minutes and I didn't say anything. <laughs> my eyes were open. Like I was looking at him, I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I have no question. <laughs> I didn't even know that it was possible. I didn't know yeah. that it was possible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. What? Yeah. I mean, it just goes to show like how your body can be um, so tired that it will literally shut down. You know, like your mind will just check out. Um, yeah. Wow. That's that's pretty good. Cool. Um, OK, so what is the scariest thing or the, um, the scariest thing that you've ever conquered, like your greatest fear? What is that? My greatest the fear that you conquered. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I had very, very, very bad test anxiety in college and I was always afraid of taking exams. 
And uh, that fear kind of followed me throughout life into the military, out of the military, and even in nursing school. So the fear of taking an exam and I had to, I took my nursing board exam. I think I passed on the fourth time, long story, real short, it's in my book. But, um, but I had to get my, I had to re- I had to get my mind right, refocused. And that last time I, I passed it. And, but that, I think that was the greatest, I don't know why, but that was, that was awful for me. I remember, wow. Remember, wow. I remember in college, I was taking a psychology, or I'm sorry, uh, a physics, whatever kind of crazy math test. I had a tutor up until the moment I had to walk on the class and the day of the test, it was like, I'm looking at German or Russian on the exam. My mind was just blank. So that day I changed my major to psychology. <laughs> I was going to, I was going to be, to be a doctor. I wanted to be go pre-med, but that class kicked my butt. So I got out, <laughs> out of that, yeah. out of that. Psychology. Yeah. So that's really interesting, but I think that um, it it puts you on the path to where you are today, and that's yeah. um, that's a blessing because you're. Um, we're going to talk a little bit more about your career. Last question: If you had a paid year off from work, um, how would you spend it? What would you do? And how paid, would you? A paid year. A paid paid year off. Yeah, a paid oh. year off. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I would relax. I would travel. I would work on mm-hmm. my line of cards. I would work on writing. I would work on really trying to hear from God because there's so much in here that's got to get out. And if I had a paid year off, oh my gosh, I could just get so much other stuff done that I really want to spend time doing. And it takes focused time to really do it under uninterrupted time on a beach somewhere. Um, and just in peaceful environments, that's what I would do in a heartbeat. That's what I would do. Wow. Cool. Okay. So we're going to just dive into some of our interview questions. So as you know, the fireside chat um, is our main focus is to really um, talk about things that are happening, things that impact us as women that are um, 40 or approaching 40 and over and some of the things we deal with. And so um, for us, one of those things is care, you know? And so if you think about self-care, um, and, and what it means, what does it mean to you? What does self-care mean to me? Self-care is mm-hmm. action that people take to help them obtain and maintain optimal health. Action steps that people take. Wow. So action steps. action steps that people take to obtain and maintain optimal health. That's to me is self-care. And that that is like a holistic, optimum health, like mental, emotional, physical, physical, spiritual health um, that requires drinking plenty of water. That requires Mm -hmm. choosing rest. That requires um, making a choice to exercise. You know, things that's going to make your body stronger and more alert and more in tuned. And so we as women tend to do so many things that when it comes to focusing on self, oh, I'll get to that later. Oh, I got to help so-and-so. Oh, I don't have time for that right now. And then we just tend to put ourselves on the back burner. At least that was my story. That's my testimony. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And we're going to get into your testimony in one minute, but I do want to ask you a question. Um, So you're a registered nurse. What what did you do before you became a registered nurse? At what point did you become a registered nurse? And what did you do before that? Okay. So I went to school for psychology and then I graduated second lieutenant. And so I came out of school and um, I got my first job was selling wildlife art. And then I found a job working as a child care counselor as at a residential treatment facility for kids with behavior problems. 
and the woman who interviewed me we're about the same age and I'm thinking I can have her job when she was interviewing me those are my thoughts and so um, four mm. months later her job came available um, actually a social work position became available and I was I think uh, the only minority female in in that at that location and so um, my big brother in that uh, supervisor her name was Rufus Rufus Dennis I never forget him he encouraged me to apply for the position and so I uh, was hired she got the social work but I got the supervisor I got her position <laughs> so I was a supervisor for nearly four years wow. Um, until I felt like I hit a glass ceiling and I, I felt like at that time in my life in the mid 90s that I had more of me to give and wasn't giving enough where I was and so I began mm. to pray about it and ask God about it and and um, for two weeks straight literally I ran into someone every single day that was affiliated in nursing I had no idea that the mama was a nurse or the sister was a nurse or she was a nurse at a building um at, at a uh at a location at the same company but a different location in, in the role of a nurse and so then i began looking at jobs in the paper uh we didn't have internet then but in the papers in the ads and so all these rn jobs and i was doing a lot with my with my writing then and so i um I kind of shifted from the writing speaking and then began to pursue another degree in nursing. So I had uh, told my boss that I wanted to leave that job and then he created, he didn't want me to leave. So he created a part-time supervisor position for me to stay. So I stayed for a little while and then there was another employee that got a job at Charter Behavioral Health at that time. They don't they don't exist anymore, but she was making the same money I was making as a supervisor working as a counselor and that location was closer to my home So I applied for that job a job there and I got hired and so however when I got hired to be a, a counselor uh, at Willow um, at the um, Behavioral health place at charter behavioral health um, They didn't realize that I wasn't seeing a, a certified as a nursing assistant when I got hired so when I got when I left Willow Glen, I had two weeks vacation. And so I was looking for a CNA job within that two week time frame because, you know, you got to get paid. So I was, that was still money coming in. So long story short, I uh, called MATC, didn't have any classes available to start like when I need, needed to start. I called Wisconsin, uh, the WCTC, Wisconsin. What's that one? Oh, brain lock. Uh, Shaw. Shaw, thank you, Connecticut College. Yes, and so they said they didn't have any classes, but not even three minutes later, I got a call back from Waukesha, letting me know that there was a, a CNA course starting out in Dowsman, which is forty minutes away from my house. The next day, so I got in that class. So wow, yeah. wow, wow! So. You mm -hmm. just went for it. And so what 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 age did you start nursing? Uh 28, 29, somewhere in there, in my late 20s. Okay. Yeah. In your late 20s. And then when did you become um an educator? Um I started teaching at MATC in 2004, which is Probably, I was in my thirties. Thirty-five. Got I think. it. Got it. So you've really been in the industry, you know, for quite some time. Um, yeah. But something happened um, in your life that um, caused you to want to do more. And so, yeah. um, because there's more, right? And so, what was the thing that got you into? So you're an author, right? I am. Okay, so talk to us briefly about the books. Okay. So I wrote my first book in 97 um, called Piercing the Hearts, a book of collection of inspirational poetry. And uh, last year I was able to write and publish this book um, called Persevere and Pursue, Do What's in Your Heart to Do. However, I couldn't have got to this book before I 
I had completed the day May 4th, 2019. I experienced my first mastermind. What happened May 4th? Tell us about it. Tell, tell us about what happened May 4th. Because, and so I'm just going to set the stage. So you have to know that Yolanda is, um, so I've been knowing her for quite some time. We, we, we have forged a closer relationship over the past year. And so, um, but even knowing her from a distance, I, she was a caretaker one and she had a lot of responsibility in the sense of just, you know, being there for people who are going through different challenges in their life, whether it's a sickness or just um, something related to that. Um, so I, I knew that about her, that much about her and just someone who had a heart for people and who had a heart to serve people through the care that she provides. Uh, and so I, I knew she was busy. I knew that her plate was full. I knew she had a lot of responsibilities. But what I didn't know, um, something revealed to me on May 4th, 2019. Pick up the story from there. Tell us, tell us what happened. I don't have my tissue about Lord help me. <laughs> okay. So Okay, so we only got an hour for the show. So you can t- you can do it. <laughs> okay. So so May 4th, I was invited to, I think it was a writer's conference, uh, mastermind experience. And Johanna was there and another friend of our Anita Holloman was there. However, we didn't know each other was going. We just happened to Oh my gosh, you're here, you know, see each other when we got there. So we went through all these little exercises. And at the end of the session, there was what's called a mastermind experience. I had never, I didn't know what it was. I'm like, okay. So if you can imagine people sitting in a horseshoe and then each person had the opportunity to sit in the hot seat. So everybody else can ask questions about what was in your heart to do. And so um, that day when I sat in the hot seat, I was like, oh, I'm a writer and speaker for inspiration of poetry. I love writing and I want to publish a book. And But I don't have time to really do it. And then someone asked me, uh, they raised their hands. And yes, they said, she, she, she asked me, is it that you don't take the time or you don't make the time? And I didn't get it. I didn't, it didn't click. And then I, I tell her why I have a lot, a, a lot of things to do. I write my, write my, my things to do list. And, um, and then someone else asked, well, where are you on the list? And when they asked that question, I just, the tears began to flow because every time I think about that day is I, I'm, I'm, getting better talking about it. But every time I think about that day and realizing that out of all that I do and all that I've been doing, that Yolanda was never on Yolanda's calendar. (laughs) And so, um, and I thought my life was wonderful. You know, I was, uh, before I got married, happily single, you know, have my own condo, three bedroom, you know, traveling where I want doing, but, but I always served in ministry. I'm always going to the hospital, visiting people, take care of my family. If anybody has surgery, I'm probably beating them at the hospital. So I was the one everybody called and I just did it. I didn't, I have a problem with doing it, but that day I realized that I had to, I have to do something different because, because I have more people to reach that. That's what was told to me. You know, um, one, one of the coaches there, she said, um, I have such a big heart and I give so much. And then she said, uh, but just imagine what you can do. You can reach a thousand people with just one book. And, um, so shortly after that experience, and let me just tell you, because I didn't just break, I, I got demolished that day. I cried so hard that I couldn't even lift myself off the table. They had to walk me out the room. So something on the inside happened to me 
and Johanna was there and Arnita was there to help care of sister out because I'm telling you, it was that day is marked. Uh, that was a life changing day for me. So, yeah. <sighs> yeah. And so, okay. So after that, okay. You so that was a choice, right? You had to make a choice. So what happened after that? So that was kind of your love came on moment, the epiphany that you had, that you had to do something different. And you talked about really putting you on your calendar. What does that mean? And then what did you do after that day? Yep. So the, they asked me, um, what's one thing you can do by 6.30 tomorrow that will get you one step closer to where you want to be. And I'm like, dang, you know, but I had to think about it and I thought about it and I'm like, well, I could just spend some time, you know, getting organized my poems or just reading or something, but focusing in on Yolanda. And, um, and so I had to make a conscious decision to love myself, knowing that God loves me and that I'm worthy, I'm worth it. And um, and I had to begin to be okay with making me a priority. <laughs> Sorry. Yep. It's okay. It's okay. So these are these are good tears. Yeah, they're these are good they're tears. Very, they're very good tears. Very good tears. And you know, people may say, oh my gosh, how could she not know? Well, I didn't know because I was happy doing the life that I was living. I was, I had no complaints. I wouldn't change a thing, but that day something changed. And I believe that, that God led me there. You know, sometimes God would just, if, when you follow God, do he tell you to do? He, he, he'll shift you. you. If you don't want to be shifted, he's going to shift you. Okay. Yeah. I can tell you that he only shift you. So, and that was a really cool time for you um, in in life. And so, even though you were so involved in serving and doing things for other people, it was like the Lord was tapping you on your shoulder, like you know, yeah. like, hey, I have something else for you to do. Like this yeah. is great. Um, served me, but you when you mentioned at your other job that you hit glass ceiling. Right, yes. you hit a glass and it was time yes. for you to do something else. And so you're saying it was it's almost kind of like the same situation. You hit a glass ceiling and yes. it was time for you to transition and do the next thing. So happened after that. Right. What was the last question? I'm sorry. What was the last thing you said, Johanna? What happened after that? So you, you oh. made a you made a choice. What did you make? Like what happened? What what did you take to move forward in your self care um, plan? And so what uh, that's what we're talking about now. Your yep. plan for self care. What yep. did that look like to you? So I had to take, I had to put myself on my calendar. I had to I had to acknowledge that you need to do something different. I had to acknowledge the fact that I had to make me a priority. And so I began to really seek out what I wanted to do. And so um, uh, Ms. Johanna had this had had a group. What was the name of our group? Lifestyled? Well, Purposeful Pain. Yes, Purposeful group. Pain. <laughs> so, sorry, it was purposely painful, but God got all the glory. So sometimes you, you may need some help to get where you're going. And I really needed some help. I realized that when Yolanda's held, held accountable, Yolanda's going to get more stuff done. And so writing things down helps mm -hmm. me. But I didn't realize that I needed someone to kind of hold, you know, guide me, help me by coaching. So I, Johanna, she was, you know, she was reaching out to me and told me that the Lord told her that I was supposed to be in this group. I'm like thinking, well, he didn't tell me that. Literally, <laughs> she was calling and calling. <laughs> and then one day I was at I was at Woodman's Park Lot. Johanna called again. And she said, um, I really believe that God, you know, put you on my heart to be in this in this group. 
And then she said, just pray about it. I'm like, well, I haven't prayed about it. And when she said pray about it, oh no, my I God. No, I asked you. Wait. You asked me. Okay, yes. listen. You listen. Pray about it. I'm close. So you see, wait. You see I'm coming close. I'm coming close. I mean something. So Yolanda is the person that prays for everybody. Okay? Everybody. You can say, I got a splinter in my fingernail. She gonna say, let's, <laughs> let's pray about it, right? Because she's just that kind of person. Um, and, and which is why she is the way she is. She's a taker. She has the heart of God. So I told her what I I felt like the spirit of the Lord was telling me concerning her being in my coaching group, right? You know, handpicked people. Yeah. And I asked her, I said, well, so she was like, oh, you know, she had some things happening. So I asked her, I said, Yolanda, did you pray about it? And what did you say? I said, no, I did not. I did not. I mean, I was so bad. Like, oh, how about you pray about it? Yeah. You how about you pray, pray about it? it then? Yep, she sure did. And that was on a Saturday. And that Saturday night, I tossed and turned. And all I could hear was Johanna's voice. And um, But I could see that <laughs> the Lord was telling me, yep, this is something you need to do. And I got a text from Johanna that Sunday morning. And I said, okay, Lord, okay, I'll do it. And then the levee broke. <laughs> so it the did. And so I, I, I was led to be persistent with yes. her and I didn't know exactly why. But um, so, so talk to us about, you know, that self-care plan and what was on the other side of it for you after you started, you wow. know, operating. Well, after I started and following my heart, the Lord would lead me to different people. And he even led me to another young lady who wanted to write a book. And so, um, uh, and so we were, we had decided to go through a program um, to write a book in 90 days and um, through talk consulting. And uh, it was it was a great opportunity. And, you know, I got my second book done going through it. However, um, I'm thankful because I don't think I could have got to that had I not I had chosen to get some coaching done because that really helped me to stay focused with taking the time on my schedule to write, taking the time on my schedule to really pray things out, consider what to put in this book and, you know, just getting clarity. So when you begin to focus on you, you get clarity on what God has called you to do. And it's usually bigger than what you even imagine or, or can think when it, when, um, when God has his hand on your life. And so I know he's not done with me yet. I'm just, I may be over 50, but um, I'm going to get some stuff done these next year, you know, because, because of, of the choices that I have made. And, and even with um, uh, taking the time to write, I remember, uh, Johanna, we were talking about going away for a weekend. You know, oh, we'll say something. I, I'm sorry, I thought you were, were going to no, say something. No, please continue. Okay, okay. So, um, so the Lord gave me a poem called "Slip Away," and um, and it was so profound that I, I decided to slip away for a weekend. And my husband was like, "What do you mean, slip away?" You know, and he and, and he wants to away from him. <laughs> but I know what God said, and so you know, you know, even even when even when I went, he he said, "I don't even know where you are." I mean, you didn't even ask where I was going. But you know, God worked on his. <laughs> it was a process, but I had to do what God said, and that weekend um, allowed me to really just get more clarity and get things done with my business. So when, after that day, I'm looking at my, at my closet because that's what my big poster board is with all the things from that May 9th, um, date transpired all the notes. But after that day, I took time to write, 
I was able to, uh, I, I decided to, to develop my own business called Pearson the Heart LLC. Um, and uh, I finished my writing my second book, Persevere, Pursue, Do Your Heart to Do. And I am now going to start working on my third, my third book next week because I'm, I joined another group to do that. And so I'm just thankful for the accountability that I had and um, for Johanna's pushing along the way, lovingly, of course. Of course, of course it was lovingly. <laughs> so talk to us about uh, self-care plan. You know, if there was, um, so I'm gonna give you a scenario and I want you to listen to this scenario and I want you to answer the question, what kind of self-care plan would you recommend for this person? Okay. So um, there's a woman, a single mother named, we'll just call her Patricia. So Patricia is a single mother of two teens and one adult child in college. Um, she is in a senior leadership role at her job. So she's doing pretty well. Um, she works second shift to take care of her elderly father. So her elderly father comes, I mean, she, she works the same shift to, to take care of him. So like her siblings work different shifts. So hers is the second shift. <clears throat> um, he also attends her son's sporting events and cheers her daughter's daughter on in gymnastics. She is also considering going back to school to get a PhD. How can she incorporate self-care into her life? Like what steps would you give her? I would, um, I would encourage her to pray about all that she's doing. And I would ask her to decide uh, um, what is one thing she could remove from her schedule. I would encourage her to, um, write her thoughts down and I'll, I'll encourage her to her time make priority. Um, I would encourage her to, uh, what I encourage her to do. I would encourage her to ask for help. Uh, you know, ask, asking for help. Um, maybe she may need someone to, to pick up her kids. She may need someone to come over and sit with her father while she is studying. She may need someone to prepare a meal. She may need to get, you know, a coach or something. You know, she she may need to uh, take some time off from work, you know, get a weekend away just to get clear. I would encourage her to really begin to hydrate her body with drinking lots of water. I would encourage her to determine when um, 30 day or for 30 minutes, can she exercise in her week, at least three or four days a week? That's going to give her more energy to do what she has to do. And I would, I would, um, I would let her. Wait, I would so, wait, wait, wait. So, so exercise is going to give her more energy, not coffee. Yeah. Coffee will give her a little boost, but uh, I'm speaking from experience with the exercise thing because I am on a hundred days challenge of exercising for 30 minutes a day. And today is day number 59. Okay. And um, I drink my coffee, but I, I can feel physically that I feel stronger. I feel more energized. I, I sleep better. I'm more alert. I'm more attentive to things around me. So even though she's got a lot on her plate, when when you when you get that adrenaline going and the blood flowing, you know, get the oxygen to your brain, you're gonna see things more clearly, and God can maximize your time. You know, even working on. On the PhD, God can give give you a paper, and and just uh, and when you're focusing in on Him and what He's called you to do, because I did this with my master's degree. I don't know how I got that thing done with all that was going on at that time, but God, so He will He will help you. And one scripture I would encourage her to stand on is Isaiah 41 and 10, and it says, "Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you." I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. So I would encourage her to stand on the word of God with what 
God has called her to do because he will get her through when she didn't think she could. So, and I'd also encourage That's her good. to That's good. To, walk in, to walk in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. You got to walk in the word to get where you're destined to be. That, that, that's what I believe. So um, excellent advice. So I want to go back really quick to something um, before we start wrapping it up here. You mentioned that um, you would recommend that she let go, like find something that she can say no to um, in her schedule, in her life. Did you have to do that? And what did that look like for you? What did you have to turn yes. down? Or did you have to turn anything now? Yes, I did. So I, I'm very active in ministry. Um, I do a lot in ministry. And one, I'm, I'm responsible for, you know, uh, uh, prior to pan the pandemic, uh, we have a love and action ministry team and we do hospital visits, phone calls, uh, walk people through bereavement when, when someone dies. Um, and so I was really... I've, I've been a part of that team since its conception years ago. You know, I'm on the baptism team, biblical counseling, all, all, a lot of stuff in ministry. And so I, um, the Lord was telling me that I need to let some things go as far as my level of responsibility. And so I prayed about it and praying, asked God to send me some help. And he did. He sent me, uh, or sent to, love, to the Love and Action team, Miss Dorothy Kidwell. And she is the lead person of the team. And so I'm and I'm so thankful because that's my heart. I love caring for people. And 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 she, you know, she has that same heart, you know, God had given her. And so we work well together. And um, and if I can't be at something, she she's you know leading, make making the calls, leading the team. So you have to let some things go. And then I have learned to let people know I'm not available. I have uh, learned to turn off my difficult? phone. Difficult? Yes. Was that difficult uh, to do? Was that yes. difficult for me? It was. For <laughs> you know, yes. For me, it was quite difficult to do because I felt like I had to do it, but it wasn't like a grudgingly thing. It was just something I would. But then, but with all that God put in me to do, He was telling me, "You, you can't do that anymore." I would, I would get a call at night. I remember one time um, I got a call 11 o'clock at night and I was about to run to the hospital and I called a member on our team and she said, I'll go. And I just cried and I just could do nothing but thank God because he knows my heart because I would have went, but she went, you know? And so, you know, when you take care of his business, he would definitely take care of yours. So, yeah. yeah and, and another point that I want to make in that, um, before you go to the next point, is that I think that it is just so amazing um, for us to point out that when we are in position to do what God has called us to do, um, and we get ourselves in position and we yield to what's next, and the next person comes along, right? So that they yeah. move into their position. And so we're the the Bible says that we are a body truly fit together. And so when you think about what that really means is that everybody has a position, everybody has something to do. And sometimes we can, oh man, it's, it's easy to get territorial, right? Like that's myself. <laughs> like, you know, I'm so used to being in this position. Um, I don't know what it feels like to do something different. But the Lord is saying there's more for you to do. Like I have more for you to do, but guess what? You got to let go. You have right. to let go of this because we let go, I can move you into the next thing, but not only that, there's somebody else that's waiting to come behind you, right? There's somebody right. else that's waiting to step yep. right into their purpose when yes. you let go. And so even though it may be difficult, all of this is within the context of self-care because when you're not in position, when you're not doing what you're supposed to do, what, what are you doing? You're adding an extra le level or extra layer of work, of stress, of accountability, like a whole bunch of things that, you know, a lot of times God never meant for us to do. So in the Old Testament, um, Moses, uh, God told Moses, because leading so many people, 
he said, basically, you need to talk to your, your father-in-law. Go talk to your father-in-law, Jesse, because you're going to kill your crazy self trying to do all of this stuff, right? So he had him appoint elders and leaders and different people. But so he had to transfer that authority, right? He could begin to lead at another level. And so it's it's really looking at the bigger picture. Um, okay, God, what is it that you're calling me to do in this season? And so what does that look like for me? And then God will never call you into something that's supposed to stress you out. That's supposed right. to take you out. You're not supposed to be taken out of here doing God's business. That's, that's not God. Let's hear that. Right. right. And so mm -hmm. that means, like you said, that you have to think about, OK, what is it that um, I need to give up because a shift is coming? And so I need to be prepared shift. And when mm -hmm. I shift, then somebody else is going to be shifted into position. And that sounds like that is exactly what the lady helped you do. Yeah. Yes. We yeah. We, we both cried on the phone, <laughs> that conversation. But it was like a, a, an urgency in my spirit to have that conversation. You know, and I, I just love God so much, you know, and you have to realize that, um, you know, when you're serving in an area of ministry, that's not your thing. That's God's thing where you come in to help take, you know, you're walking with someone's vision. And so, um, so you have to be yeah. able to let go what don't even belong to you. It's God's because you're serving. So, but people can be kind of territorial like that. That's my team. No, that's the love and action team of World Outreach Center. I had the privilege of, of of being a part of it. The best team in the ministry in this nation. Love and action. <laughs> yeah, it's that. pretty awesome. It is. It's definitely awesome. Um, yeah. No, you're you're right. So as we wrap up, um, three ways. What are three easy ways that um, that can we can use self care to help us accomplish our goals in 2021? One way is to, number one, make yourself a priority. Number two, mm. write the vision of what you want to do. And as you can see behind me is my vision board. You guys see that? Hey, vision board. <laughs> I know you do that. You know, I, I am definitely a, a fan of those. So I love to see the vision board action going on. Yeah. And uh, number three, just what you're going to do to make you to make you healthier, to make you more wise, to make you more humble. You know what is that? As a matter of fact, I challenge you to to, to to what three things are you going to do this week to enhance your level of self care? Enhance you three it's things. You put it in the chat. Three things. Not, not, not only that, put it in the chat and then come back to the chat, to this Facebook group page and say, I did it. I did my three things. That's when, that's when self-care. That's good. That's good. And I, I do I'll, I'll start with me. I got my, my one thing that I do is three times a week, you know, working out. I don't always love it. You know, and if you know me, you saw posts of me, you know, I may post my journey along the way. Um, most of the time I don't, I don't, I don't really love it, but I love the results of it. And so um, I, I've committed to three days a week to do some, some type of full activity. Um, I'm, I'm not where you went, you know, I'm not doing a hundred days, but I'm doing what works for me. Um, to help me. And so for me that, you know, it's imperative that I stay active. I keep my physical body going um, because it, it helps me mentally and emotionally as well. And then also I'm getting my own personal self-care. And so carving out time away as part of my self-care. And so I've already told my husband, like, it's on the calendar now, right? The yeah. first weekend in March, that's my weekend. I'm yeah. out of here. I'm out of here. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. And so we want to hear from you. Drop it in the chat. You know, what are you going to do um, for your care? I see uh, facial mask uh, once a week from Miko. Good. Anybody else? Yes. 
Um, she's also going to get her water and her rest. Yes, that's good. So I'm working on my rest. Um, that is not the best thing for me. Most of the time, um, I work when my when my house is quiet, and so I spend a lot of late nights up, which is unfortunate. But I'm working on it better. Yes, and I want to add because because um, when you, when you're so busy all the time. And when Yolanda has laid down to rest, Yolanda's mind is like doo, 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 all over the place. So my coach Johanna told me about this app called Abide. And Abide has nighttime Bible stories. And so I put my headphones on and I've been going right to sleep. It's been so good. So sometimes <laughs> you just settle your mind down. <laughs> that 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 right there. Yeah. You do that. Guys, abide, A-B-I-D-E. Let the word abide in you. You abide in you. Yep. Yes. So that's one thing. Yep. Yeah. If if you have any issues with insomnia, if you are, you know, sometimes in menopause, that is, um, you know, women that have issues with menopause, you know, the, the night sweats, insomnia can be common with that for our age group. Abide. Abide is a great thing. Um, it, it really is an excellent resource. I recommend it to people that are in my network and, and my clients. And so I definitely, it's an app that you just download and it's, it's amazing. It really is. So yeah, take advantage of that. So those are just a few tips. Um, anything else, Yolanda? I want to encourage people to drink water. <laughs> drink um mm. Half your body weight in ounces of water per day. So that's um, that's that works. I, I went and got a massage a couple of weeks ago, and upon completion of the massage, the um, the young lady said, "I have a bottle of water for you, but I can tell you're already hydrated." I said, "You can't, because I've been really hydrating, you guys. I've been drinking the water. So how can you tell?" She said, "I can tell by your skin." I'm like, "Well, hey, so yeah." You know, and your body wants <laughs> give it what it needs. See my cheeks? Yeah. I drink. Yep. So put that soda dollar. <laughs> yes. So and exercise. Yes. Yeah. So those are those are great, you know, things that we can um easy things that we can do. So let's recap. Go over one more time. Ooh, I had to write those things down. <laughs> Okay, make yourself a priority. <laughs> Write down what you want to do. Make yourself a priority. Make yourself a priority. Write down what you're going to do. Do it. Drink water. Um, half your body weight in ounces per per day. So if you weigh weigh hundred pounds, drink fifty cc's of water, fifty milliliters of water a day, and um, get rest. You can utilize the Abide app and. Commit to doing something for you, three things, and, and keep yourself on your calendar. Where are you on your calendar? I bet you're not on your calendar. And keep your appointment with yourself. I'm telling you, don't get me started because that's my yeah. soapbox. Yes. You have to make sure that you can keep everybody else's appointment. Oh, I got to go meet with so-and-so. Well, I got to meet with myself right now. I can't talk to you. I'm meeting with myself right now. So please do that, you guys. Yeah. Please. I'm telling you, you'll feel so much better. So, yes, yes. And I would also like to add accountability. You know, this season oh, of life, I feel like accountability is key. Um, and so many times, you know, we, we want to hold our children accountable. We want to hold people that are younger than us accountable. But I feel like, you know, there's always room for accountability. Um, right. And what I've learned in this season of life is that it makes you better. It makes you better. It makes you better. If you can commit to yourself and and hold on to that commitment. Um, but that can be difficult to do if nobody knows you're doing it, right? Like, right. who are you accountable to? Who knows that you're accountable? But um, in addition to that, it also helps to strengthen you, right? And so when people know what you're doing, when they know um, some of the things that you're working on, um, then they can also cheer for you. When you accomplish the goal, like, hey, you did it. Good job. And so, you know, I have a, I have an accountability partner that I'm out with. And so what do we do? We send screenshots of us in the gym, getting it in. She sends me a shot of her on a treadmill. I send 
in the screen on me mugging. I'm usually looking. Oh, up. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> wait till the summertime comes here. I'm Right, right, right. I'm sending the photo, like, and so that's our ability. And so we're like, hey, friend, you know, I I got in my 30 minutes or my hour today at the gym. Um, And for me, last night, I was at the gym last night and and I got it in. And so, but it helps us to be accountable to each other. So, um, yeah, I would definitely add that piece. Fantastic. Well, thank you, Yolanda. Tell us how can people, um, how can people reach you? And what about that book you have? How can they get get a copy of that? Well, they can go to um, my website for the book, which is YolandaRadford-Sartin.com. That's YolandaRadford-Sartin.com. Or you can email me at piercingtheheart1, number one, at gmail.com. I'm also on Instagram and later this year, I'm going to be on LinkedIn because I'm working on me. I haven't got out there yet. So, and, um, and get my, I'm going to get my website together on the website. So, but that's where, that's where you can find me. And you can call me at 414-331-4732 and I'll pray for you. <laughs> awesome. So Yolanda has um, a special a special, don't you tell us about that? What are you going to do for the, the people today? Well, the first person who um, acknowledges the three things that you're going to do and do does them in de, in the in the group in Johanna's group will receive a, a signed copy of my book. So you have you have to tag me in your post, and then I will send this to you in the mail. That's what you got to do. Okay. <laughs> Wonderful. Awesome. So if you want a copy of Yolanda, you're going to be one of those people to write down what you're going to do. And the first then you're going to tag her. First, the first person who does it. So and com- no, Yolanda, why don't you put us out with reading one of your poems? Um, two. All right, I'm going to read, start with the last one called Pursue It. And it says, do not be afraid to do, says the Lord, what I put in you to do. Your obedience to God's voice is connected to someone else's breakthrough. Your way may not be clear. You may not know which route to take. Trust me, Spirit of God, this will be a walk of faith. Be encouraged to spend time in the word of God. Be inspired to seek my face as you pursue what I put in you, says the Lord. The spirit of God will guide your way. Be quick to hear what I say, says the Lord. What you hear and do will affect many lives. You will reach the nations, says the Lord. Your ministry in Jesus' name is worldwide. Your ministry in Jesus' name is worldwide. In me is everything you need, says the Lord. Ask, believe, and receive. Fast and pray as you obey what God says. Worship him and give God the glory. Worship him and give God the glory. Thank you. All right. Thank you all so much for joining us for um, Lifestyle. Uh, We want you to take the challenge um, and incorporate, find three things to create, to begin to create your self-care plan um, and have somebody hold you accountable to it. Uh, I I obviously I'm a coach. I'd love to do that. You know, if you're looking for a coach to employ a coach, I definitely can help you do that. Um, And I don't. If it's not me, your mama, your girlfriend, somebody. Have somebody, bring somebody else in on the journey. Um, Thank you so much for joining me. I now have a YouTube channel. Um, Like, subscribe. I want you to go to Lifestyle with Johanna. 
So it's it's a brand new it's a brand new baby YouTube channel. <laughs> so it needs likers and subscribers. And so our goal is to really build um, our community. And so I'm using the lifestyle platform here um, to build a content and we're going to push it out to the world. And so thank you so much. Thank you, Yolanda, for joining thank us. You. Um, I, thank you for your insight. Can I clarify one thing? So you will have to have done those three things by Friday of this week. So the first person who does writes their thing, three things down, they're going to do and does them. That's who's going to get the book. Okay. Okay. So Friday as in tomorrow. Tomorrow. Oh, today is Thursday. Ooh. Okay. I better give him another week. See, it's been a long week. <laughs> no. I, I, yeah, I'll give you guys... Um, you know what? Yeah, uh, till to tomorrow. Monday. Till to Monday. Monday. Two things. Till two things by Monday. Thank you. Two things by Monday. Okay. okay. All right. Thank you all so much for joining us. For the instructions. If you want a copy of the book, um, take the challenge. Put your information there. Otherwise, you can just buy the book um, on Yolanda's website. She left the information. Uh, we will see you next Thursday with the fire chat. Again, remember we are talking about love. Today's topic was about self-care. Self-care equals love. Guess what? You can't love nobody really the way that they need to love. You need to love them until you love yourself. Until next time, we'll see you next time, ladies. Good night. Bye.